is up, everyone? Thank you so much for watching. So much for watching another episode. My name's Ryan. My name's Eric. And I'm Adam. And I'm Doug. And you're Doug. watching Moral Dilemma. And yes, we have a very, very special guest, Doug Sandy. Everyone give him a round of applause, but not us. All the way. Not from, us. Not us. Let's all the just, way from Maryland. Maryland. Because you well, recently moved here, right? I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're. I'm in back in Bar big Park. old Peaberg. Yep. Peaberg, ah, <laughs> the best place on earth. But yeah, we have Doug Sandy with us. Really excited for this. He, you're gonna. He, learn. he is really excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually nervous because Doug. I don't know Doug super well, but what I do know is through Facebook and through some of the retreats. I know three main things about Doug. One is that he is without a doubt the biggest Star Wars historian, <laughs> historian I've, in the world. I, I'd say that. <laughs> Number two is that I know that he likes Coldplay because mm -hmm. I saw I saw some live concert footage. And I thought about wearing my Coldplay shirt. You should have. Oh. That would have been sick. I'm also a big Coldplay <laughs> fan. And you've seen him live during, what was that show? What was uh, the tour the called? Head, head Full Dream. Head Full Dream yeah, show. Yeah. That's with like light up wristbands and everything. Mm -hmm. See, I wanted to go to that. So and I actually bad. went twice. Oh, not to my make gosh. You <laughs> <laughs> and the third thing I know about Doug is that he can do a killer Tasmanian devil impersonation. <laughs> and I, I think he should do it. I think he should do it. Oh, my. I might be a little rusty. All right. Let's see it. <laughs> Let's go. I All love right. how he ends it. All right. That's the episode. Thank you guys yeah, for watching. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> that's all we're here for. But no, but I know Eric and Adam both know Doug way more. And Eric, you, yeah. and, you and Doug go way back. Yeah, way <laughs> back. When did you guys first meet? It was probably like 95. I was negative two years old. I we won't get into age here. We won't get into <laughs> well, I age. I remember we were, I was still in high school and remember Dale came to our yeah. church and spoke at one of our youth led services and you came with him. Yeah. So okay. that's technically when I, I met you, but I yeah. didn't really get to know you until really college. We were, we were on talking basis. Oh, you were the like <laughs> secondary friends. Yeah. Jeff Cox yeah. Uh, rating of friends, probably like a, an E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what was interesting is like, you know, Dale did have a big part in uh, us connecting with a lot of different mm -hmm. people. He was kind of like the tree the, uh, yeah. <laughs> that branched out mm -hmm. to other people. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of brought a lot of people together. And so that was kind of cool because cool. he was, he, you know, if you know Dale, he was very much bold and spoke and, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and we're very social. So it really We'll get him out. on the podcast next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get him we back. We have everyone on the podcast. Well, he was only in about an hour away from where Dale lives, right? Yeah. Like when I was in Cumberland. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So, so yeah, you guys go way back. Mm -hmm. yeah, we've done a lot of I feel together. honored to be now, on this podcast. I will tell you that, that Doug feels a little like I, I typecast him because we did a lot of dramas. And stuff. <laughs> we all so got he, typecast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you want to tell him what you feel like I typecast you as? Or? Well, I was always typecasted as the nerd. <laughs> but but I, don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Dale was always typecasted as the thug. Yeah. <laughs> Eric was always typecasted as Satan. <laughs> so, you, know, you got the better end of everything. I like, you know, it's I'll not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Eric was always Satan. And actually, Doug had a, a role that he played in that he actually knocked me over and I got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I really didn't. 
Oh my! I was a little off balance or something. I and it wasn't really like he said. It wasn't really his fault, but he kind of pushed me a little bit. (laughs) I got a little too much into it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a concrete floor. Sounds like a very passionate performance. Yeah, I don't remember the drama afterwards, but Eric has. Eric doesn't remember the whole week after that. (laughs) Revenge of the Nerds, and they beat up Satan that day. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Eric has a great Satan scream, though. So I think he was taking. I think he was taking a little frustration out on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, being tight cast. What you get for tight casting me? <laughs> Who's the nerd now? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, super excited for this episode. Yeah, really excited. We're gonna kick it off. Let's talk about something we haven't really talked about much. I don't think. No, it's retro not gaming. Too much. I mean, we talk about games every once. We talk about but gaming but all the time, but nothing before like it, nothing nineties bef- and before. And the reason why we nothing before you were born. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is before my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what year were you born? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Two thousand. Okay. I, so well, yeah, you know. I'm kind of a '90s kid. Yeah. I kind of grew up in the 2000s though, so yeah. And I'm sure that is reflected on my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Just a jerk. <laughs> but there are a lot of games out there that we, uh, you know, like me and Doug, yeah. kind of appreciate and value because of partly our childhood, mm-hmm. growing up as a teenager and seeing some of these games. And it is amazing how much games have changed. But there is some nostalgia yeah. to the old. And it is kind of interesting because you see a lot of these retro, yeah. you know, like I have the retro PlayStation and then there's the Nintendo. Like remasters and Yeah, and stuff. remasters. Mm-hmm. And I think you, though, you kind of stick to kind of some of the old core. Mm-hmm. What, what systems do you have right now? I mean, I still have like my original NES, which Dang. doesn't work anymore, and my uh-huh. Super NES, which doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I have these things on my desktop, okay, my computer. Yeah, yeah. I emulators? still have my yeah. Okay. I still have my PS One, my PS Two, and they do work. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, I think I, I, need to, are... I need to get you hooked up. Yeah, what else was I going to say? Okay, yeah. Have you ever seen like a heard of RetroPie? It's like no, a, a credit I... card computer, mm-hmm. and like I have a little game. case uh, that's a, a Nintendo case mm-hmm. for it. So it looks like a Super Nintendo, or not a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo. And so you can actually have emulators on it. All so you can have stuff, all kinds yeah. of different th- games on it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat because I spent like less than 50 bucks for it. And, and you have all these games. And I have all these emulators yeah. on mm-hmm. there. I mean, you can do that on a computer, but it's kind of neat to have it yeah. you know, oh, yeah. TV, yeah. hooked up to a TV yeah, and stuff. Sure. So I'll have to See, that's the only reason that. why I've been accustomed to retro games. Because I've had emulators and stuff. I've had them on my phone before. Yeah. Uh, I've had them on my computer. The Nintendo Switch now has like a big catalog of yeah. like re-released NES and SNES games. That are really cool. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But I know for a fact Eric's got a lot of stuff collected. Cause yeah, I got like... We've uh, been working on his house, and he, he opened this, <laughs> he opened this like tote full of just old games and yeah, like systems have, uh, and stuff. Yeah, I have my old Nintendo. It still works, so mm-hmm. you can come up and bring some okay, games just... sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to let you have it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I walked into the storage room. He started... I mean, it's like... Yeah. A treasure chest. It I mean, is. you guys are old Sega. I mean, just all this stuff that mm. you yeah. never thought existed was still around. And it's like, yeah. well, man, this is if you raw this house, this is where you go. <laughs> this room right here. Break into this room and you're Get golden. There's value in those things. Yeah, because like I have this one thing that's kind of cool. I won't spend too much time. I have a Sega and Sega CD, but I have this Nomad, yeah. which is like a Sega Genesis, but it's a portable Sega Genesis. So those are pretty rare, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. it is. Uh, I got it when I was on sale because they were trying to get rid of them because nobody was really yeah. buying it. Um, it's so like the it was, OG handheld device, right? Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the original. I mean, it was it was after like Game Boy, but okay. this was like a full screen. And, yeah. they, and Sega had a Game Gear that I didn't really take much part in. But yeah. anyhow, it's it's kind of fun to hold. See, I remember the Game Gear, kind of. Yeah. 
And I'm, I remember crying, not really crying. What? I remember being upset with my Yesterday? Super Nintendo died. Oh, oh yeah. You're like, oh, man. And you're, it was always kind of interesting because the Super Nintendos, if you ever had them, a lot of them would turn yellow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like the kind of pigment that they that kind used of in the plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the regular Nintendos did too, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of turned some, yellow. Did they? Yeah, okay. But I same, Super, same plastic. Super Nintendo was <laughs> notoriously bad mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were some of your favorite games that you kind of? So I, I was always a big Mario guy. Yeah, I loved Mario. Um, so I played that a lot. I also liked Castlevania. Oh yeah, yeah. and I even like that's one that I haven't gotten into up to the like the PS1 version and mm-hmm. the PS2. Castlevanias I really like. Symphia, but, Symphony of the Nights, right? It right. was one of the best PlayStation mm-hmm. It's actually, I think, if you watch any of those top ten yeah. videos on YouTube, uh-huh. it's usually at the usually really? number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Symphony of the Nights. That's Night. crazy. But, uh, yeah, so I've always liked those games. I love Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Basically platforming games. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, the jump and stomp and shoot. Mm-hmm. And Things that Eric can't do in yeah, I can't. Like. I can't. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I can't yeah. do in real life. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't even do it in a video game. <laughs> Eric's I not mean, a platformer guy. Even in, like, the PlayStation well, 4 platforms, he can't jump. It's interesting because I, I, I did play Super Mario Brothers and, like, did all mm-hmm. of those, and I beat all those. But, yeah, I always had an When you get the 3D in there. The 3D, then exactly. <laughs> 3D, it just totally throws me off. 2D just up and down. 3D Destiny 2, don't count on me. <laughs> no, <right>? yeah. <laughs> we're we, we've done raids before. Like, Six-hour raid Man, turns into about... get through this, but we're waiting on Pastor Eric to get done with <laughs> He this. just couldn't jump. A normal <laughs> six-hour raid turns into about ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't make it. I thought Castlevania 4 for Super Nintendo was awesome. It's Yeah, that's a good that, game. That's one mm-hmm. of the... I thought mm-hmm. was one of the best of mm-hmm. yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't... Mega Man. Did you guys ever play Mega Man? I played. I played play a little bit of Mega Man. I played mm-hmm. Mega Man X. Now the cool thing about those. Mega Man is that each you could choose. Basically, is this the way it is for mm-hmm. all of them? That you could basically choose what levels you wanted to play first. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of times it would give you an advantage in a certain level if you right. beat one to beat the That's next. That's cool. Because every time you beat a boss, you get that boss's ability. That's sweet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I need to dig more into those games because I feel like I'd really like them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's. Probably a particular uh, taste in some mm-hmm. of these games, yeah. but they're you know. A lot and there's of a really lot of like obscure games too that are really good. Yeah, yeah. oh they, for sure. They made some really really good games. Mm-hmm. They had some really terrible games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you just you can't get them. Going to mention some 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 of the oh, ones that the ones that were bad. No, the oh, ones, the ones that, that were good. Really good. <laughs> As I said, we don't care about the bad ones. <laughs> um, Blaster Master. You ever yes, uh huh. That was uh, a good. Game. I, I, I love that game. I never beat it. I never. Was, I got to the last guy and I still couldn't beat it. Um, that was really good. I'm trying to think what else was there. There's some actually that I've recently discovered. I can't think of the name of them now. Yeah. But just watching some of these videos, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down with you. Yeah. There was a yeah. game called Street Fighter 2021. I love mm-hmm. that game. And it wasn't Street Fighter. Oh, it comes it, out it, next it, year? No. <laughs> well, that's true. But I think, it, I think it was 2021. But it was kind of a platformer shooting mm-hmm. game. But it wasn't like the Street Fighter that we know about oh, really? the fighting game. It was hmm. totally a different game. A different, like yeah. A, it was like in space, but it was a platformer, and mm-hmm. you had a gun to shoot with. But I really loved that game, and mm-hmm. it was one of those games that was kind of like a hidden treasure type yeah, thing. Yeah, And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Really that yeah, game. I heard that, that was, was really a, good one. a really good game for. That was the amazing thing with the Nintendo. <sighs> I thought there was so many games that you could. It just opened, you know, because you know, growing up, I was kind of used to Atari, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the big system that was out yeah. when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And they get Nintendo, and it was like, yeah, you know, Next. ten oh, times yeah. better yeah. than what you had for Atari. That's so cool. 
So mm-hmm. yeah. now, you, did you ever play Sega Genesis or anything like that? Just a little bit. Um, had a neighbor friend that that had it, and I think. I think the main game we played was like X-Men and okay. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think those are the only two games I really played That's, on that. Was game. it an X-Men 2 game that was really good that you could switch characters? Yeah, something I think like that. Yeah, I, I think, think that it was, was X-Men yeah. 2 was really good for mm-hmm. that. And then um, I liked all the Streets of Rage. Uh, of course, Sonic online, was a good yeah. Sonic, yeah. game that I played a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I was always a nerd mm-hmm. as far as video games. Now, PlayStation, did you have a PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Well, see, I always got the game systems like years after. <laughs> Me too, so yeah. yeah. I got like the PS1 like when I went away to seminary in 2000, <laughs> yeah. 2002. But yeah, the PS1, I got like Final Fantasy was my, my main game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. Okay. Yeah. With 9 being my favorite. Yeah. And then... Oh, 9's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. a really good game. I liked yeah. it, too. Yeah. I, now, 7 was yours. 7 so. for... Yeah. I like 7, too. I like all favorite. of them. But, Did yeah. you play the remake? Yeah, but... So, yeah. Um, I, I played 7 before the remake, obviously. I actually played it twice before the remake. And then I bought the remake, got like two-thirds of the way through it, and then I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to play the original again. So, really? I, at this point, I played the original like three times. Wow. Yeah. I played it once on an em- like a PlayStation 1 emulator on my laptop just because I wanted like I wanted to, like that vintage experience or whatever. Even vintage. It wasn't actually yeah. on a PlayStation. And then I played it the other two times on my Switch, like on the go, on my TV and stuff. And man, I loved it. It just blew my mind. Because I'd heard so much hype about Final Fantasy VII. I was like, oh, it's getting hype because it's like really nostalgic for some people. But that is an incredible. Great incredible, story. Mm-hmm. Great story. And like characters that like are still huge. I mean, they mm-hmm. remade the entire game and... I think the remake's still really good, but the original, just like the the turn-based combat and stuff, they don't have that in the remake, and I, I really prefer that. I, I think me and Bo- Doug would both agree, if you like 7, you oh, like should nine. check out 9. I think 9 also eight, is remastered eight on 8 was kind of Switch. like a different take, it kind of mm-hmm. kind of older, uh-huh. more, yeah, but yeah. It, the fantasy part yeah. in 9, I thought mm-hmm. I thought the story was good in 9, mm-hmm. too, yeah. that I really liked. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a huge mm-hmm. RPG fan, yeah. and so all the like... Like I'm, I'm not very accustomed to retro gaming. Like yeah. a lot of that stuff was way before my time. <laughs> but I have gone back and played some of the big RPGs. Like I played Earthbound, loved, loved Earthbound. It's really good. But I think that was only released in Japanese on the act- the actual consoles. But uh-huh. it became popular in the U.S. after it got released on emulators and people like fancy translations and stuff of it. Have you ever, I, I've never played them. I have them, but I've never went through them. But have you played Persona 5? Yes. Oh, is that I really love, good? Oh yeah. Persona 5 is hmm. incredible. I, I know maybe that's not retro. Yeah, it's definitely but, not retro, but, but anyhow. It's, it's but really, I, I do really think the game. style is kind of retro in the way yeah, it's kind, yeah, of, kind of I mean, it's kind of anime. Kind yeah, of. it's, it's, it's definitely like a Japanese <laughs> RPG. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not retro, but it, it does kind of throw back to like turn-based combat, things yeah. like that. Adam has had a chance to. What, you, what, what were some of yours? Throw it all out. Well, uh, I had growing up, uh, I had a Nintendo and a Sega, and it wasn't ours, but we had a Super Nintendo. It was they whoever, stole. <laughs> no, I wish, but uh, it was uh, whoever my sister was dating at the time. He yeah. left it over there, so I always played. So Killer Instinct, I played on oh, that all the yeah. time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep, and. Uh, for for the Nintendo, the game it was so frustrating, but I have to put it down as something I like because I always try to play it with Adventure Island. Okay, uh, just it was so frustrating, and I I even comment on that like to the youth students game. because what kind of game is that? 
it's like you have a boomerang, you throw it, and you're you you're just going around. through levels. Yeah, but through levels. I always I always say that because it's so frustrating compared to like games nowadays because you have to go all the way. If you die, you start back oh, to the game. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> no like no checkpoints. Now my sister beat the game like three times. Yeah. Me, I couldn't. I I, I fought and fought and fought trying to get past level two. <laughs> yeah. But you know I was really young. But that was like the, the very first game that I really like played a lot. Um, but eventually, uh, Killer Instinct and, and then Streets of Rage. I love Streets of yeah. Rage. And I, I can't. I would say the second one, Streets of Rage. That's what I had, too. Best. Yeah. I, Axel. I, always, yeah. I was always Axel. But, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, so, there's this. so many that I can't, <laughs> I can't remember at all. Like, I remember playing X Men a lot. Um, Oh, there's just so many Sonic a lot, but then when I got the 64. That was my system. Yeah. So every game 64. Go nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, skateboarder kids or something like that. Um, I played Star Fox. Star, Star Fox. Fox. I've seen that at your house. And here's a <laughs> here's the thing, man. I had a Rush Hour two. I played that game. Rush Hour two. There was a game. Yeah, like like it was, was it, it was it was racing. It was car. Oh. It was car. That's back when the rush hour or movie so. based games were actually kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was just a. I think it was called Rush Rush Hour Two or something. But I played that <laughs> so much. But I think it was that one that uh, I had rented a game this is back when Blockbuster still up. I had rented a game. Rest in peace. And man, I think it was for the. I think it was that one. And I had rented a, a Star Wars okay. game, you know, because you you be the Jedi and fly the plane stuff. Like, it was so cool. And my mom took the game back, but she took the game that was in the console. Oh uh, man! But it wasn't that game. I had switched games, and so she took back one of my games, and I think <laughs> it was the Rush Hour game. And so I kept Star Wars. You're so like, I right. think it wasn't even. I don't know. But I was like, oh man, I'm really craving to play that game. Mom and dad got a bill for that later. <laughs> I don't think they even knew. I don't know. But I, so many, I won't name all, but I, I loved so many Sega games. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was, that was it. No, I didn't me. hear anybody say Street Fighter. Street Fighter was one of my favorite games. Like when it came out. I rented arcade, it and I played it, you know. Oh but man, I got so good at that game. I used to go to 7-Eleven when I was Sonic Boom! Yeah, played that all the time. So were, were, were you guys ever big into like arcades, like going to arcades and stuff like that? When I was a kid, yeah. before Nintendo came yeah. out, that was like the only way to get. What was that experience did. like? Because that's something like obviously there's arcades now, but like people don't really. It's, it's nothing it. like it was back. Really, then. Mm -hmm. it was really cool because in the mall they actually had a big, huge area yeah. for arcades. I, I vaguely remember that movie theaters before they built the new ones. Okay, so it was like a whole huge area that you. could go see arcades and play arcades i remember like uh the turtles game was yeah. real popular yeah. uh, <laughs> you could play four people yeah oh four, yeah all four two if you had four people play and they could play in the x-men game remember yeah the X -Men? Yeah. yeah and they had the big one where you could have six people oh play. that's yeah. crazy now, i never played it with all p all six see players, now i can't remember could. and the last yeah. i remember they have a turtles game in the mall now i don't oh, know do. if it's the same retro uh, one yeah, but it is four know. people. Is it, it probably is. Yeah. But I don't know if it's exactly the same. Maybe they remastered. I think they came it. out with two. There was that one, and they came out with a sequel that was mm -hmm. based on some of the. And those yeah. games actually, they were altered <laughs> and, of course, made for Super Nintendo or like Nintendo. Um, you know, to kind of be like a a way for you to play them, but they didn't capture the no. same yeah. thing as they yeah. arcade mm -hmm. at the time. 
Have you guys seen those new things that they're making, the like cabinets of the old games? I would they love like, that, Walmart and that's stuff. kind of like my dream. Those are cool. actually yeah. have one of those. Uh-huh. Um, they're pretty pricey. I'd like to, yeah, they're I'd like to bucks, of, I think. Like, kind of like make my own. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, like like take the retro pie, put it in a cabinet. Oh, yeah. And then, and then just, actually, yeah. I would when like I redo the game cool. room in here, I want to get one of those. That would be that. Yeah. No, because I think they recently put the X-Men game on there. Yeah. And I think like they have the Ninja Turtles one, too. Okay, so I'm going to get a little nerdy here. Um, <laughs> we haven't been nerdy hard yet. <laughs> what? what? Where have you been? Defcon 5, people. Get ready. <laughs> but I, I think they're, you know, the reason why I like nostalgia games, and mm-hmm. even if I don't get a chance to play them, I just like to have them around uh, just to capture the feel again. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, you know, growing up, you know, I, I had different surgeries on my legs. So there mm-hmm. was a lot of times I had to just sit in a couch somewhere mm-hmm. and, and, you know, TV kind of got boring. Yeah. So video games, yeah. I love that interaction. I uh-huh. love that. And, and some people have a hard time understanding. And video games kind of get a bad rap. But I just, I really enjoy the experience yeah. I've had with so many different games, yeah. like RPGs, mm-hmm. yeah. even just some games that were kind of silly. You just or, get lost in. Yeah. yeah, just get lost in. Have some fun. You were the holiday. Um, yeah. From yeah. Ready Player One. Just, just You're the holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the game. And, uh-huh. and so, you know. That's why I think emulation is really good at, uh-huh. in finding ways that you can capture those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so but, cool. But, uh, you know, it's interesting to see what games will be, you know, in the current generations now, like what games yeah. will really stick out mm-hmm. as far as games that mm-hmm. we really draw to. But yeah. I think story matters a lot of times about the story, about, mm-hmm. you know, like you mentioned Final Fantasy VII or Final mm-hmm. Fantasy IX. Those yeah. are really good. See, the, the closest I got, I, I vaguely, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I ever went in there. Remember uh, how the arcade was in the mall, but the closest I had was Skate Country. Oh yeah, yeah. they had yeah. that 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 little <laughs> wall to wall. I mean, there's no room all the way around that room uh, where like that arcade anymore. game. No, it was like four total <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. giant room. But I remember that being mm-hmm. lined. Now that was my like arcade experience. Yeah. You know, yeah. when we go to skate party or something the, like put that. Put on the the, uh, the old rollerblades and. Try to yeah. stand on them and play arcade games. Oh, yeah. Well, I could do it. But. Yeah. <laughs> it was easier to stand up in there. They had carpet on the yeah. floor. So yeah. It was easier yeah. to stand up and play the game. You didn't roll Remember, as fast. Remember Geo Machines where you'd have like four or five games that you could play in those? And mm-hmm. they'd have all yeah. kinds of different kind of games. And then, then when the Neo Geo came on the scene and you could actually buy one, it was like the cartridge was like $300 for a game. Really? Wow. <laughs> it was like, Dang. that's crazy. Yeah. So I never had one. See, I wish I could go back and experience the like arcade like thing yeah like as it was i think the, I've, I've seen in movies and stuff i think and like, the problem is is that the <laughs> you know architecture and then of course the how systems have advanced so much nowadays yeah. it doesn't really make sense to exactly yeah can't, yeah can, yeah the arcades experience can't compete with that uh-huh. as mm-hmm. much as they could yeah. well as much you'd have to upkeep on them because you know yeah, exactly. they get wore out a lot yeah. and then you're going to go from being a quarter to play to two dollars exactly, to play yeah. one game you know so yeah, it doesn't enough. make sense yeah. yeah how much were they to play back in the day was it just oh, a quarter, just a quarter. Was it really? yeah okay. some of them now like or 50 token, cents whatever, 75 yeah. cents yeah. dollar okay. yeah. it's crazy yeah well now so, it's all you you do the card the thing best place and, to go <laughs> to, like it, i mean i know there's a retro place where i haven't been to nelson well there's a place in vienna that oh, actually has we retro just gaming go do yeah. That yeah just for one night let's do it after this yeah <laughs> but but i want to tell you that Nelsonville, yeah, that's, yeah. That's movie ten. Fun Barn, Fun Barn is a, probably the best arcade place near our around. area. Yeah, near. Do, us. do they have retro stuff there? They some, like but it's it's a lot cooler stuff yeah. too. That yeah, yeah. Now there was one place that competed with the malls arcade though, 
and that was Showbiz Pizza. Oh, oh yeah, showbiz yes, pizza. Yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> but see, another thing that happened with the arcades is they started making them more kiddified. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. they didn't want the teenagers coming and yeah. just hanging out. Yeah. The punks. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons they declined. Yeah, too, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, but see, that, what that was like the whole point is you went there and you yeah. hung out. Yeah, you yeah. hung out right. at the arcade because there's nothing else to do. Harder work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I feel Especially like when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. But even in even in movies and yeah, TV exactly. shows, yeah. that was like. That was what it was built yeah. for was to go hang out hang and out spot. kept yeah. you out of trouble, kept mm-hmm. you off streets. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. you walk outside, it's daylight, and kids are yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, the light. Yeah, kids have changed though. Uh, there are so many memories of me going to Seven Eleven near my house because mm-hmm. they had a Street Fighter, and we'd a couple of my friends would stay on or would stay all night with me. We'd walk down like at twelve o'clock at night, and <laughs> walk down game. there and play that game. That's so cool. That was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, shoot. I think we've covered yeah, a lot of retro let's, stuff. Let's move, let's on, to move on. Next hot topic. This is what I'm excited about because this is Doug's. Uh, we could spend an hour on this. This is Doug's special. As long as we get into some scripture, at least a little yeah, bit yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. we, we might have to skip the leftovers. Now, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're gonna have an, another. We've had a lot of conversation about Star Wars on the show, but this is the one that matters. This is what it's all been building up. to. And if you don't like Star Wars, don't watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> so listen. Or listen to it. Have an open mind. But yeah. yeah. So technically, our topic is favorite Star Wars character, but. But I know Doug. Well, he makes you do characters. models and stuff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to hear about that. So, like, what exactly do you do with that, and like, how did it start? So, really, it's a combination of two things. I've always been interested in one Star Wars, yeah, and the other thing being just miniatures. Okay, like when I was a kid, I loved like train sets and uh-huh. train models and yeah. all that stuff. So when I became an adult, <laughs> <laughs> and they started renewing the Star Wars. Of course, they re-released the original movies and uh-huh. had the special editions, yeah. and of course, they went into the prequels. And so, this whole line of Star Wars started again. Uh-huh. And it started out like, I'm just going to buy a C3 and R2D2, yeah. put it on my desk in college. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, I think I'll buy this one. This one's cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just okay. Yeah. Blew up. I'm a collector now. <laughs> yeah. So. When I was a kid, I would even set up my vintage figures and make like my own play sets. Yeah. Out of cardboard and uh-huh. shoeboxes and everything else. And so as the new stuff started coming out, I kept thinking, you know, I really want to make a detail. Because I'm an artist too. Yeah. I've always been an artist. I've yeah. always been awesome. in art class and That's everything. Awesome. So I was like, I want to make my own scenes and yeah. dioramas and things uh-huh. and so my favorite scene out of all the movies was Jabba's Palace yeah because it had all the different aliens yeah. and features and things and I was like if I want to do it if I'm going to do it I want to do it right yeah. I want to do it to scale mm-hmm. and, and so I did that I did mm-hmm. that when I had my first pastor which would have been 20 2007 mm-hmm I started, and I mean, I scoured the internet for all the pictures I could That's get, so both cool. movie shots and back mm-hmm. behind the scenes and all that stuff, and did it as best I could to scale the whole Java's yeah. throne room setup. That's crazy. But then, you know, there's, and actually, if you look at Star Wars, I think Star Wars probably has the most expansive number of figures that they've made yeah. on characters out of these movies. Uh-huh. I mean, most people look at a figure and think, where was this at in the movie? Yeah. Well, I was in the movie for about two and a half seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they made a figure based yeah. on Way because, in the back. Because that's what fans want. They <laughs> yeah, exactly. love that kind of stuff. But there's still so many that I do. I was like, they're never, they're never going to make those figures. Yeah. So that's when I started making my own figures. Really? Too. And it's actually a really expensive hobby uh-huh. because there are some that do it kind of to make money. They'll, they'll yeah. make their figures and sell them on eBay or wherever. Mm-hmm. But it takes so much because sometimes you're taking 
three or four figures mm-hmm. to take apart and cannibalize to make one figure. That's that's crazy. And it, and it gets to be expensive, especially because now, after 20-some years of all these figures, to say, I really need that figure for that part, yeah. Yeah. and it's on EDA for like $50. Yeah, like, yeah. I've got to find some other way to yeah. do it. Uh-huh. And now, thankfully, over the years, I've collected enough to where I don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've got stuff in storage, say, and I always keep everything. I uh-huh. don't throw anything away. Yeah. When I take a figure apart, I keep the leftover parts. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. So you have like a hand over yeah, here, I do. belt over <laughs> there. Well, I got them all organized, too. That's you know? so, so cool. a bucket of hand. You know, if someone goes to my house and they see. Just knock it over. <laughs> just knock it over. If they see these. Uh, my box is like, I say legs and arms will think I'm some kind of murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, they're action figures, yeah. I promise. Like a flashback from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Is he Sid? <laughs> but uh, I've really enjoyed it. And for me, it's one of those things where, you know, if you have your particular hobby, it's a way you relax. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a way you unwind. Now, for other people, they'd be like, how do you get that detail? I'm like... Well, I paint with toothpicks and really, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" So I'm like, "But for me, that's just hey, I'm that too just... OCD and impatient. I can't do that." <laughs> yeah, that's a lot yeah. of people say too. You know, it's I'm... like it's whatever you yeah. like. You I do, can get that detail, but I have to. It has to be just right, mm-hmm. and then I would just get frustrated when I can't get it just right. That would be my mm-hmm. thing. That's a challenge for me too. because yeah. I am OCD. Yeah, and I like it. I try to get it as perfect as I can. Yeah. See, the cl- closest thing for me is like I I wanted to be able to. Be, I don't know out of what whether popsicle sticks or whatever but be able to build like structures yeah mm-hmm. i always wanted to try to do that you know mm-hmm. get into that but i never never did because that'd be crazy. fun to do so like how do you make these scenes from like because i know people say that they make stuff from like scale so do you like h- how does that work because that's I always kind of figures up. as the scale okay and then so you build everything built, based on that right just right. by like looking at pictures and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you like measure or do you just kind of like estimate or yeah once you... i get started i have to measure make sure everything else is in scale to itself uh-huh. it's not going to be 100 percent accurate yeah to what's on uh-huh. screen. yeah but uh but then one of the things i i realized found out that there's a whole collector and customizer world yeah. out there yeah, mm. for sure and there are people who do much much better than what i can do <laughs> and i but i've actually had people comment and and, yeah. and ask me for you know, I, I, what we call recipes. Yeah. And I'll put it on my collector site. That's so What cool. figures I use, what parts if someone uh-huh. else wants. Because I don't want to sell my stuff. Didn't yeah. you get it's Didn't mine. you get offered a lot for some I, of your I've stuff? I've been off. I, I've never been given a monetary, but I've asked, people have asked, can I buy that? I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I don't. That's crazy. Don't yeah. That's a, that. that's a true fan. But there are people <laughs> out here who do. I'm like, well, you know, this person does, this person does. Check yeah. with them. But uh, and everyone's got their own little niche. Yeah, because I like aliens and I like droids. Okay, cool. but you got people who like Ewoks. You got people who like Imperial stuff and uh-huh. Rebel stuff. And so you know you and and if you go to any of these uh, like like uh, celebrations, Star Wars celebration, uh-huh. Disney World, and some other places, they'll actually have diorama builders there yeah. to build something immense. That's crazy. Like one time they did the entire like Ewok Village, and they mm. did the entire Moss Eisley yeah. spaceport. I mean, wow. and it's it's good. That's insane. Huh. I've even seen one, if, if I could do it, I would, the, did a, a two-scale Jawa Sandcrawler. Wow. <laughs> which was like, to scale to the figures, is like this tall. Yeah. Right? And like this wide. <laughs> Dang. And it was so detailed. That's crazy. And then there was another person who was making the Jawa or Jawa sandbar or sail barge. Uh-huh. Well, then they came out with the sail barge. So I was like, well, whew, I don't have to make that now. I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really oh, sweet piece, too. Yeah. Because I was like, this, this is perfect. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to worry about building that now. That's oh, crazy. wow. 
And I can't be. Is want, there a list of things? Sorry, is there a list of characters or a list of things that that aren't made yet that that people go on the mm-hmm. request? You know, there, how's that done? Oh yeah, there's there. People keep a list of the characters they want. I have my list. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the characters I would like for them to make. Yeah, and actually, most of them have been made. Mm-hmm. Most of them. There's very few, at least of the aliens. So so, so they're named. Mm-hmm. That's so even the ones that's on the screen in the mm-hmm. back for like two and a half seconds, they have a name. Yeah. How do you find now, that? It, now, what's interesting <laughs> is like for, take for example, Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. each of the alien characters had their names given to them by the stage people just so as a reference. Yeah. A lot of them were just kind uh, of okay. out of humor, you know, yeah. like Yak Face and Squid Head. <laughs> yeah. Well, those became the actual names for the oh, action wow. figures. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, then as the novelizations came out and the comic books and they started writing backstories for this you know, gray blob over here. Yeah. And this, you know, then they gave them other names, and th- those names have been the ones that generally have okay. stuck. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can. And huh. So all, pretty much everything's been named at some point uh-huh. in wow. all of these movies. That's insane. See, Which, I wouldn't be able to find that. Like, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Google what is the one in the back scene, the back right corner? Of, like you know, what I mean, how would yeah. you? <laughs> one hour and fifteen minutes into this. Movie. Well, you can actually Google just like you know Star Wars aliens. Yeah. And you'll find websites that'll. Just show pictures and names. How many, Someone's cataloged it yeah. all. How yeah. many Star Wars aliens figures have they released? Like, do you, do you know? Not offhand. There's a lot. Cause There's you, a lot. If you can count, you know, all the movies uh-huh. and all, because it's not just movies. They did, you know, comic book characters. They've yeah. done, mm-hmm. you know, video game characters. And uh, so Christmas, Christmas special. Yeah, even when they even when they remastered the first three, or well, not the first three, but the other three, they added. They added, um, yeah. they added in right? aliens yeah, you know, to make it more. Yeah. So, and it's and it's a it's an interesting hobby, and I don't read all their comments because there are some people who are really cranky. Yeah, <laughs> because they're like, well, this sculpt of Luke doesn't look as real, and you know they didn't get his hair right, and yeah. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, that's the thing you get in a comic and stuff like that. You have yeah. different artists and illustrators and and writers throughout the years. Mm-hmm. They're always going to have their. I mean, I've noticed that with Batman. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't say this is the one. You right. know, it's always yeah. yeah. Now I will have to say too. You know, as Star Wars fans, I think all Star for Star Wars fans believe and know. No one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Yeah. <laughs> but with the collector community, what's interesting is for the, the customizers like me, it's like total respect no matter what you do. That's so cool. It really is. That's it's so like, because cool. there's a lot of people that hate the Ewoks, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but if you make an Ewok, they're like, that's so cool. That's I so love awesome, that movie you know? when I was a kid. <laughs> I did too. I love the Ewoks. But, um, did you like the Ewok movie? Did you ever watch that? I was a kid, so when I liked it. When I was a kid, it, yeah. I liked it. When I was an adult, I, I, I haven't. Like. I haven't. All I have is childhood memories. I have not yeah. watched it as an adult, so yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a little different as an adult. So <laughs> yeah. So for like, obviously, you have like characters based on the movies, and then like, even characters based on like the like Clone Wars cartoon. Do those models each look like they did in the show? Like, pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. Yeah. Now you had some different variations where. Because the Clone Wars had a certain animation, yeah, the yeah. figures were sculpted like the animation. Okay, character. okay, that's what I was wondering. But now they also have the realistic versions that's, of all those characters that's cool. too. That's really cool. So, I know we we're going to go around and say favorite Star Wars character, but I want to know what's your favorite Star Wars alien? What's your favorite droid? Ooh, that one's hard. And then just overall, what's your favorite? <laughs> because character? I'm big alien and droid yeah. guy, so I love all of them. And uh-huh. anytime, I mean, you, you just take the little astromech droids. <laughs> I've got like a hundred of those. Yeah. Plus some that I've painted myself. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, okay, so it's Return of the Jedi. I have to get Return of the Jedi. Okay. It, it separates Star Wars, New Hope, and Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, probably my favorite alien is Squidhead. Squidhead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look I that up. I love that because they made an action figure out of it. And I've always liked we'll this guy with a little of side of me. I've always <laughs> okay. liked Ocean Life. So because cool, I've liked okay. Ocean Life and I, uh-huh. you know, I like bizarre characters in the ocean. And then they made this character that basically has a squid for a head. That's so cool. Like, and it was a really cool figure because it had cloth out in a cloth yeah. outfit. Yeah. Um, but there's so many characters in Jabba's Palace it's really cool yeah. I mean, it really is hard to decide but yeah overall I'd say, I'd Squid. say Squidhead That's but cool. in the cantina scene okay. I also really liked Hammerhead okay and they've got newer names now but I always call them because it's easier than saying Tessic and more descriptive Mama made on yeah. and all the yeah. weird stuff you know <laughs> but the Hammerhead character okay. which I always thought oh, was yeah. really yeah. I really, recognize him the more bizarre the character looks you know, mm-hmm. I really I really like now as far as droids go See, I, I couldn't remember droids. There's so many different ones. I always liked <laughs> all numbers and the medical droids from Empire Strikes Back. Okay, yeah, two one B. He was kind of he's blue and he had a clear chest and he had a kind of a mouth with a hose thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you had FX Seven, <clears throat> which was a little harder to see, but he had kind of a just tall, cylindrical droid with uh-huh. all these different arms and appendages and stuff. That's so cool. I also liked the the power droid. The, like boxes with oh, legs. Oh, yeah. Go around, gonk, gonk, gonk. Yeah, yeah. look like yeah. a trash can. Yeah, yeah. look like a yeah. yeah. trash can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's because those were, they they made figures out of those too, and those were just some of the coolest looking yeah. characters, you know. <laughs> so everyone's like, do you want what Luke were those, figure? What were those actually designed for? Like, what was the, supposed to be the purpose for those ones? For those particular droids, the power, they literally, yeah. literally were walking batteries. That's oh, so really? cool. Yeah. That's oh, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. I, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was cool. It's crazy that they have all those, like the it. detail. Yeah. Man, that's insane. Okay, then overall, what would you say your favorite Star Wars character of all time? Um, That's probably hard for you. I mean, probably <laughs> I would have to say Luke. Okay, Because yeah. growing up with Luke Skywalker and just the fact, you know, I liked Han, I liked Leia and everything, but they didn't really demonstrate any supernatural powers. Yeah. I liked Luke because I was like, I just wish I could move something. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mind, yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm still the guy that walks through an automatic door. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, she, laughs> that's that sometimes, you know, because <laughs> I'm a nerd. That's cool. But, yeah, and so, yeah, I'd have to say Luke as far as, like, the main character. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think of what they did with Luke in the most recent movies? See, now I... That's going to start a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go for it. I We're going to say that's that debatable. I, <laughs> that I was, like, super, you know, happy about it, but... I can understand the direction they took his character. Okay, yeah. Because when you look at real life, sadly, a lot of people who are very hopeful and optimistic when they're young, yeah, and they get out and hit the real world, yeah. and they face disappointment after disappointment. They can get to be very bitter and just you know just dis- disillusioned. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you know, it, and it's from a storytelling standpoint, I could see flipping the script to make the story more interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Ray who kind of had to help Luke get out yeah. of that uh-huh. thing. And I, and I really thought it's, and I actually just watched the, the sequels uh, mm-hmm. this, this past week. Okay. <laughs> Again. Yeah. I saw you, um, saw you watching yeah. them. You posted them. <laughs> so uh, it was interesting when Yoda's ghost appeared to him. Yeah. Uh, when he was all, I'm just going to burn it down and everything. Yeah. I did think it was a good lesson when Yoda said, when I told you, Back in Return of the Jedi, when I told you pass on what you learned, mm-hmm. I didn't just mean your successes. Yeah, I meant pass on your failures. Yeah, your you know all these things that you met, and that's true in life as teachers, For sure, yeah. ministers. You don't just share everything you did right. Yeah, 
one of the things I've benefited the most from from the pastors and teachers I listen to is when they share their their failures. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, boy, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's failing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sure. I, you know, so I, I understand that you know a lot of people, and I agree. I would have loved to see more action with Luke. Uh-huh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think that was probably the, the biggest. I, that was one of the things. That's people. the biggest yeah. thing for me. I, I, I was hoping for like Obi Wan Kenobi type. Maybe even he exits the first movie, mm-hmm. but he is that passing the baton mm-hmm. type person. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. So that's and what was that one line Luke said to Ray? What do you think I was going to come in with a laser sword? And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, well, we, yeah. Yes. We want you to do <laughs> yeah. that. Please do that. Well, yeah. even if he didn't have a battle scene, just that, just that, that passing of the baton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, because I, I think that's an important part of a mm-hmm. good story. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I do definitely respect, especially what after you said about it, that I definitely do respect the direction. Yeah, they you, took, you made it actually sound okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a little bit more respect <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, after what you shared. I was like, well, okay, yeah. but I still hate it. <laughs> but if you take the prequels, which I'm not a big fan of the prequels, no, yes. me neither. But you do see the Jedi were kind of jerks. Yeah, you know, well, really. Yeah. And I don't know if any of you have seen any of the behind, the, not the behind the scenes, the, the edited scenes from the newer movies, the, the stuff that okay. got cut out. Okay. There's a scene where Luke tells Ray, he, he, she sees this like fire out in the distance over one of the villages. And he says, well, those are, there's a raiding party going and they come every month to raid the village. Uh-huh. And he says, now true Jedi wouldn't act. They would let it happen because their role really? is to just, just uh, maintain balance. Wow. And if they go in there and help, the next time the the people are going to come back with even stronger force and do even more damage. Yeah. You're going to be here next month. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I could see that, but I got to see his point saying, you know, a true hero should go, to go yeah. and do it yeah. and try and help something. Now, really the funny enough. thing was, is she goes. She's like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going. <laughs> and she like busts in with her lightsaber and here they're having this big party. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke had tricked her. <laughs> and like Chewbacca's sitting there and R2-D2 and they're all just like partying and everything. She's like, and like all the little aliens have like these fake lightsabers yeah. and, and they're way around. She's like, Yay! <laughs> I need to watch She gets that. mad at yeah. Luke. She's like, I can't believe that, you did that. Is that bonus footage? It's there? bonus. It's, yeah, okay. it's one of those deleted scenes. You can you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. That's cool. That's <laughs> I don't know that. He checked her. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Eric, what would you say your favorite? Right now, character? it's Mando. I mean, I okay. I could have chosen some of the older ones. I, I really like the original mm-hmm. Star Wars. But I, the the Mandalorian, what a great mm-hmm. show! And I love that character. I love the fact that he, I think they've done a great job without you even seeing his face. Yeah, to be able to make a character like that and and it come off well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, not only well, but it comes off really good. Yeah. So I, I think it's I like that mysterious. Like we're still figuring out a lot of the things yeah. about Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and uh, like that mystery. I know that uh, Clone Wars probably has shared a lot more details than what we know on the TV show yet, but I'm excited to learn more about that. So I, I think I like the character. I like the the struggle he has with being mm-hmm. who he is and, mm-hmm. and living by a code. I yeah. like the, I yeah, like the whole sure. premise. Yeah. I have, to, I, I have to say mine's probably Han Solo. Yeah. I just, I remember growing up when I first saw him, I was like, man, he's cool. Scandal. Yeah. He's just kind of rebellious. <laughs> yeah. Really gritty. And I think Harrison Ford's the perfect person to play yeah, that kind definitely. of person. Yeah. I can imagine anybody yeah. being him. Mm-hmm. But I always liked growing up characters that were like very like strictly connected to something. I loved him and the uh, Millennium Falcon. I thought that was so yeah. cool. And uh, so, yeah, he's probably my favorite. 
And Chewbacca, you know, with that yeah. friendship oh, sure. that they yeah. had. Oh, sure, yeah. 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 He was just That very... was, inter- you know, it's interesting, too, because you know that George Lucas had an idea of these characters, but I'm sure there was a lot of influence by other people that made him even mm-hmm. greater, right? So I've seen some documentaries. Like, he had an initial idea, like even the music for John, uh, John Williams, he was just thinking, uh, you know, classical music. Well, mm-hmm. you know. You know, John Williams made it his own for for the movie. I just think that's interesting. There that was a collaboration of a lot of yeah. things that bring this together. But it was interesting to see all these, you know, like you're saying, uh, Han Solo being connected to the Millennium yeah. Falcon. It mm-hmm. was kind of neat because you you kind of saw his grittiness. And that and the Millennium Falcon wasn't the perfect ship. Exactly. Kinda, yeah, but it, it, was, it, it, it fit was his, his baby. It, yeah, it fit exactly. his uh, identity. It was a connection to him, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Adam? Darth Maul. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> he is really cool. I almost said that too. As a kid, yeah. I think he was definitely the well. And this is this. I think I've shared this before, but Darth Maul. You know, I don't want to jump with what Adam was saying, but I do think Darth Maul would have been really, really cool if yeah. they just let him live throughout mm-hmm. the prequels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he should have been the Darth Vader of the prequels. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. would have been cool. I I, I like um, always like main characters, and especially when they're you watch them like Luke, you watch them become that great character is supposed to be. So I, I do like Luke, but I mean, to, to say sustainable, I mean, Obi-Wan was really cool. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. just, uh, it seems to me out of all of them, he was very consistent. I mean, uh, maybe Yoda was really good, but mm-hmm. he was, you see him trying, you see him give and give and, and do his best. And he f- seemingly failed with, with, you know, Anakin, but yeah. he still, I don't know. He was really cool. But I, I'm curious. I don't know that much about this, but I had a friend who loved Star Wars and read a lot of the, the books and the mm-hmm. canon stuff, and and he shared with me that he loves... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Come on, Adam. You got this. <laughs> it just went out. <laughs> Sam Jackson. Oh, uh, Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah I just... <laughs> I blanked. Sorry. Mace Windu. Because he was telling me, like... Like he is, he just dominates as a Jedi, and yeah. he actually formulated his own style yeah. and and stuff. And he just told me all this stuff I didn't know about, so it made me curious. So mm-hmm. I, I would like to know. I need to learn more about him. Yeah. But, but as far as me, I, I just let's just stick with Obi Wan, just yeah, being that cool. constant. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I, I like Luke's underdog story are, type are thing. Are you talking about the Obi Wan in the prequel movies too, or are you just talking about me? I'm trying to. Well, the one, you know, with Ewan McGregor, of course, you see a lot of the action, a lot of him being younger mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But even just taking it on as him being older, you know, how he, his relationship to Luke and how he, you know, kind of protected him, kind of guided him and stuff mm-hmm. and all the way up to, you know, to me it was consistent. You know, he was always trying to do good, always trying to, to be there. And, and I think he was very, very skilled yeah, as, as a sure. Jedi. Just, I mean take away the fact that he was the longest line like living one you know yeah. he kind of lasted but i don't know he's pretty cool i like mm-hmm. it yeah i also really like poe dameron and the, the newer ones i thought mm-hmm. he's a really cool character mm-hmm. yeah mainly because i think oscar isaac's an incredible actor but yeah he got kind of a han solo vibe exactly yeah, yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. why i kind of i liked him but was that the passing of the torch to him? yeah <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what they do next because now I don't think I think they're taking a break from all movies, from the right? movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna focus, focus on, on the TV. Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. 
So there is going to be one season, I hear, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. I heard, yeah. Um, after the events of is, the prequels, right? Is Ewan McGregor playing him in that, that show? Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be cool. But I hear it's just one season. Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping yeah. that it'll be multiple seasons. Maybe they want to see, test the waters, yeah. and kind of see how it goes. Is there any other Star Wars TV shows coming up? I don't up? think so, but I saw an article, I didn't read it, but saying they've already signed on for like four seasons of Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm, oh. I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah that's definitely okay I really, Doug, what now, were your you thoughts on the when season two comes? It. You loved it. When season two comes out. That's going to be our Sunday nights. Oh, yeah. oh that, yeah. that, let's do it. That episode where the where the, you had the two stormtroopers talking to each other. Oh, J- so good. Jason Sudeikis and, and who was the other? They're one? shooting at the can and none of them can hit it. Oh, that was see. So, that see, was so I funny. want an entire spinoff series just of them being like cops, <laughs> kind of yeah. like cops, but, but it's just them two because that was so freaking good, and I could see all kinds of just like yeah, kind of like would be really but good. you know what's been so amazing though is. I've been reading where it's all these other actors in the world yeah, who just exactly. are Star Wars fans. They're in these movies yeah. and shows. Yeah, yeah. Right. You don't know it. You don't see them, but they, they're big fans of it. Because that's why I know Jason yeah. Sudeikis yeah. is one of those Star Troopers mm-hmm. yeah. because he loves Star Wars and he got to be in it. Well, that's actually don't. a deleted scene from not Rise of Skywalker, the middle, uh, The Last Jedi. Okay. Was Tom Harding's. Oh yeah, wrote, it got cut out where they were in an elevator when they were on <laughs> the um, on the Star Destroyer. Okay, remember with uh, yeah um, the one guy DJ or whatever ended up betraying him. But anyway, so they're on they're in disguise, they're on there, and and Tom Harding's character starts talking to uh, to Finn. Yeah, because he recognizes him. And he's in like a admiral outfit or something. He's uh-huh. like, "Oh, you got promoted and everything." And he's like, <laughs> slapping him on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And apparently, uh, the, there's two stormtroopers behind him that are uh, Prince Harry and, and Prince William from. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No way. So see, it's uh, so cool. They got they cut that one out. And yeah, so but it, it's yeah. so cool to see all these yeah. other people just who are Star Wars fans <laughs> right. and they get to be a piece. And that's of a lot of them. A lot of that's how all these actors get in these cameos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Dude. I'm sure Matt Damon was in there somewhere, and Tom Cruise. Because <laughs> yeah. they're always Daniel in Craig was in one too, right? That was yeah. That yeah. was the Force Man- Awakens. Okay, yeah. yeah. What I'd like to see him do is go way back. You know, that's what I always thought was cool about Star Wars. It's a it's actually a long, long time ago. So it's, yeah. we're actually watching the past. Mm-hmm. So I even think it. You know, like, like the old Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> yeah, that was a great game. I think it'd be cool to go like thousands of years back and then do stories based off that for movies or even right. TV See, shows. I, I would just flip. I, I love, um, in, in these other ones, where everything was at the height of everything. Yeah. There was a lot of Jedi. There yeah. was a lot of... But going back and seeing... I love it when they talk about the beginnings. Yeah. You know, like, and it kind of did that with the last ones. You got yeah. to go to this old, you know, dark... You know, base that was for the yeah. you know the, the the evil Jedi's. And, you know, I mean, just seeing that this the start of all this and seeing the the old Jedi temples and things like that. I remember some of the old games you had to go to the old Jedi temple. Yeah. I love stuff like that because it's mm-hmm. the history, it's the starting of it, it's the foundation of all that stuff. Yeah. So I would flip if they did something like that, like <laughs> yeah. go back yeah. to the the, yeah. the roots of it yeah. all. And there's uh, a lot of people that hint at that too because of the way they ended Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, with Ray having the yellow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And I don't know if you know this. I read color that. Color lightsabers yeah. actually have meaning. Yeah. yeah. But um, that. What does the she, yellow one mean? She, she. It was actually for like sentries, for like those who guarded like the temples oh, okay. and things like that. So they're okay. kind of like a guardian That's cool. type role. 
Um, so if you watch like Clone Wars, uh-huh. the Clone Wars animated yeah. series, you, you'll see some of that there. Okay. Um, but they're hinting that maybe they're going to try and, and create a, a pure type of Jedi. That's cool. That, you know, over the years they kind of lost mm-hmm. their way, which is why they ended up falling in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is what Luke, you know, hints to, mm-hmm. to Ray in the, in the, uh, for, not force. I always get them confused now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> The Last Jedi, yeah. that the the Jedi lost their way, uh-huh. and that's how Palpatine came to power um, because of their arrogance and their pride. Which they yeah. you can really you can see it in the prequels. Yeah. Well, I hope so because I just don't understand why they nobody noticed he was there. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole time he's right there. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know it. <laughs> gotta feel something. Yeah, yeah. Right. gotta feel exactly. something. <laughs> exactly. You were not one with the Force. You did not feel that coming. <laughs> See, yeah, what was the last one of the last lines? Mace Windu says, I, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just now realizing that, are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Jedi. See, Windu, I, cancel. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that Samuel Jackson, like, he said, I'll be a Jedi if I can have a purple lightsaber. Is that, yeah, is that true? That is true. That's so yes. funny. Yeah, he specifically asked uh, George Lucas if he could have purple <laughs> So, of course, they created a whole yeah, movie between, yeah. behind the purple one, which uh-huh. is... I can't remember all of them. Yeah. Something about know. he has the ability to kind of subtly draw on the dark side. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's that's, like that's, that's some of the stuff my yeah. buddy told me about. It's like he he was able to almost blur that line between mm-hmm. the dark side and, and, really? and the Jedi. Oh. Side. And so that's what allowed him to kind of create his own style and yeah. kind of be his mm-hmm. own because it made him almost like really powerful, you know, because he can kind of dance that line a little bit without getting too cross, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that mm-hmm. fascinated me. Yeah. yeah. See, this is kind of off topic, but I, a few years ago started reading through the books and I started with like the, I was, I was trying to read them like chronologically, like the order in which they happened, not came out. So I started with a really old one and I didn't realize, but in that book, the characters were able to like, some of them had, you know, I might be wrong, might like had like a specialty way of using the force. Like there was some using it for music and stuff like that. Is, is that, I'd have to look into that. I'm not because it I, sounds, I mean, it, it sounds right. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. There's if, a lot of different, mm-hmm. like the healing thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. that was first seen in in the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah. But now they've even, okay close. That now they've even confirmed it in uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, okay. Because Baby Yoda's done yeah. that, you know, a couple yeah. different times. Yeah. So. The <laughs> other thing I'd love to see is um, I. I'd love to see like Baby Yoda's like home planet if he mm-hmm. even has one. I I don't think that's ever been shown before anything mm-hmm. like that. The, the all that stuff's been out there speculating the whole that whole race. Well, and see, that's been a very closely Yoda and Yada, with yeah. Lucas. Mm-hmm. Is that he? Do you almost, think that would ever always, happen in the, in the TV I don't show? know. This is what's interesting yeah, because Lucas had already had always insisted, even with Disney, that that. Yoda was to be this mysterious figure. Yeah. You didn't know where he came from. You didn't. He did. You didn't know his species. You didn't know his home planet mm-hmm. and all this, which is why another reason why Baby Yoda was so impactful. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah to even for see real. it, which the 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 surprise was ruined for me because I didn't get to see the the first episode of oh, Mandalorian because yeah. I was on vacation. Oh, and of course, everyone's posting it on yeah. Facebook and everything. Like Baby Yoda, I'm like no. Oh, no. yeah. See, I remember watching. <laughs> so bad. Man, I didn't get that. <laughs> oh sad. wow! Yeah, I, like, yeah. I watched that first episode when it came out, and I, I'm not a crazy big Star Wars guy. But when when I saw Baby Yoda for the first time, I just about lost it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I don't know what this means. I don't know. Anything, <laughs> I don't know, but, but it's awesome. It's yeah. sick, <laughs> right? And like 
<laughs> yeah, I that's, that's what I wonder. Through. I don't know how much how much we'll know. I, I'm sure we'll know some, yeah. but I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much we'll know. And honestly, I I don't want to I don't want people to make stuff up. I if that's what Lucas wanted, yeah, mm-hmm. I want it to stay that way. Even if it means I'm right. I'm deprived of knowledge because yeah. I don't want somebody else to start making stuff up mm-hmm. and then it, it not be truth. You can like, explain too much. Yeah, and that's yeah. my biggest gripe with the prequels mm-hmm. is they tried to explain yeah, all these yeah. little things. I'm like, <laughs> you don't need this. <laughs> yeah. you totally we, we just agree on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole explanation of you know the virgin birth type right. thing. Right. Yeah. Medichlorine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> take away because that, that is the beauty of a story is yeah. if you could leave some mystery, some mystery to let yeah. me interpret right. it and kind of get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. So, so while we do like to hear some things, you still got to leave some mystery to it to make mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like I don't want everything explained, but there are things that you know, like if they bring him to a family, you know, for him to be taken care of. Maybe there are some other ones on a different planet. We still don't know exactly where he came from. I think that'd be yeah, great for real. I, I remember, uh, I'll share this real quick, but I remember long, long time ago, this is where my mind was opened up that there's so much more than this just being a movie, it was Ryan Brown telling me the meanings of all the Padawan collars on their braid. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's beyond my, my knowledge. <laughs> well, it's Ryan Brown. Of course, so, it's also pretty cool you know, stuff. So yeah. I was like... Uh, you know what I mean? He, he just <laughs> dropped a bunch of knowledge. I'm just like, I didn't realize... I mean, I saw the mm-hmm. old movies, but like I didn't realize there's this whole expansive yeah, universe yeah. and all these things are all these different meanings but all the pad ones had the little braid mm-hmm. yeah. and the collars were like different stages in their development and yeah yeah it's crazy detailed cool. stuff but. and when you think about the original Star Wars movie that no one expected to go anywhere exactly you know <laughs> it's like even when they were making a Carrie Fisher Mark and were like this is the dumbest uh-huh. thing we've ever done yeah <laughs> they're like <laughs> and it, but it just blew up oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just and it was, it's imagination. Yeah. yeah, and and if you want to be entertained, you need to have your imagination explore. You know what I mean? Well, when you start solving everything, giving answers, there's no room of mystery. There's no imagination right. left to to wander. Well, now that's another key thing that I I thought was fascinating is is if you watch any of the documentaries, you go back and look at how many pieces were fitting the puzzle, like the music with John Williams, mm-hmm. crucial. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the music sure. really helped for, make the movie. It definitely carried it for... Then the, the dun, post-editing dun, dun. was a key factor because yeah. a lot of the things, like when you had the same people mm-hmm. raising their arms mm-hmm. like this, they, they were able to go back and just re-record. Oh, yeah. They, they made a loop, so it made it look like he was doing that when it was just... He didn't even do that. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Right. But it was that clever editing that mm-hmm. really came in that helped. That's what I think is... is, is is really neat because yeah it could have just totally flopped but there was enough talented people and this is what makes me think about even ministry and stuff when you do something really well and like when we've done really cool dramas in the past it's a collaborative effort when you get people that are talented to come together mm-hmm. and it's it's not just your idea anymore it's a collaborative effort to make something great mm-hmm. like lifting right. somebody up in a coffin when there's no bottom in the coffin the yeah. guy wasn't in there yeah <laughs> you get it, creative with it, what you got yeah exactly you get creative and it's with being around talented people that make you what you put out mm-hmm. your vision and it makes it better because you know yeah it was great imagination that 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 he had to start with George Lucas but then he had talented people around him to make mm-hmm. it even better. Yeah. You know, getting the right people together to make that idea flush out and, and come alive. Because mm-hmm. the, like the, the ones that came out all those years ago, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they did those three because 
they were the best story to start off with and probably feasible at the time yeah. technology-wise. Yeah. And even that was pushing it, yeah. I'm sure. But because of that creativity these people had, they were able to make that happen the way it did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, nowadays we can make that with a couple of keystrokes and they're great. But, I mean, to make that take it to the next level, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was uh, – Star Wars was one of those movies, like I think it's like Lord of the Rings, some of these others, where – the special effects technology was invented for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. were the ones that made groundbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, strides sure. in the in the uh, uh, special effects department. And if you see any of the movies that tried to copy, I mean, they're so bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only movies that came yeah. out during the same time trying to be mm-hmm. like Star Wars, and they're so bad. Yeah, but because they were like building their own computers and stuff, right? Exactly. Specifically for certain things. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Seeing and that. because it was all done practically, yeah. the majority of those special effects still hold up today. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's why yeah. I, I was, you know, most of us are dying for them to release the unspecial edition yeah. of the original trilogy yeah, without definitely. all the computer. Because I, yeah. I've started watching. A New Hope last okay. night. I didn't finish it because I had to get up, up early this morning. But, you know, seeing the computer animated stuff they added is so bad. Yeah. yeah. It's so bad it's so by today's standards. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I just want to watch the original version exactly, without yeah. all this computer added stuff. I have the right. first two on VHS mm-hmm. that are on. Really? Yeah, the original, original. You know, I remember getting cold chills uh, when I went back and watched uh, the older ones at the end. They're all celebrating, and you see Obi Wan, Force Ghost. You mm-hmm. see Yoda, and then you see young Anna. Like, yeah. I, to me, that was so cool. I know it, it was weird because like Obi Wan was all <laughs> well. To me, just because it's kind of like yeah, it's, it brought them together. But yeah, I, like you know I what I mean. Still didn't like it. I know, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. to be able to add that in and him to see his, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, the future. I'm with Doug. The, yeah, I think I think what they need to do if they're gonna. You know, like they updated it, they should do that every every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Just just go in and, and yeah, and yeah. fix up the That'd stuff cool. that they changed, and and, and they just take out that jar jar Han Solo little scene. I hate that because you can tell. Which just, scene is it? It's just when uh, Jabba the Hutt comes and meets him in the hangar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I hate like that. that. They changed it that. from being a person that, to. Yeah. I liked it at it. first when they first did it. You know, back in. Early, late 90s. I was yeah. in college, and I was like, oh, cool, because I'd seen the unedited scene and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, because Java jo- uh, was originally just a regular yeah. a guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. What they were going to do is they were going to put over like a stop-motion character okay, yeah. in the in A New Hope, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't do that. And since they didn't do that, when they came to Return of Jedi, they just completely redesigned yeah. who Java I remember that be. scene now, yeah. But then, yeah, you have the scene where he walks behind Java, and he like, steps on him. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's Han Solo. I know yeah. he's, you know, he's like, but to step on... No, job. The job in Return of the Jedi would be like, you know, feed him to the rancor yeah, exactly, right now. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna step on job. Yeah, table and just how they it did just, it was kind yeah. of jarring and stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, no. we probably better move on to. Yeah, that. let's. <laughs> we're on. not gonna be able to do our last topic, but yeah, no, we got our Star Wars fix. Yeah, <laughs> I think at this point we can say that probably cut down on Star Wars references in the next few episodes. <laughs> that was awesome. I learned so much. But now we're gonna talk. Last episode we did what Romans one through four. Yep. And now we're going to do five through seven. seven. The reason why we, we reserved seven, it wasn't for Adam. It's it was for Dan. Because Dan was... I wanted eight, Adam's, too. Adam's a little bitter. About yeah. Dan was upset he couldn't pick his favorite verse in Romans. So um, who has five? You have I have five. Nine. I have five, three. So, you so can go I can go it. first. Um, so f- Romans five, verse three to... Where did I go? Five. Three to five. 
Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Given to us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've all heard that verse. Like oh, it's, it's just, great. it just really shows the beauty behind like the reasons why we suffer. Like because it produces endurance, and that endurance can be used to build us up and um, make us stronger. Yeah. And it also, I kind of going back to what we talked about Luke kind of teaching people about his mistakes. That that's another factor in that is that our suffering produces things that we can use to help other people. And I, I think that's a really important thing to, to notice because I mean, we all suffer. We all, we all go through times in our life where we're just not having a great time. And it's, it's vital for us as Christians to know that there's, there's a reason for that. Like we're not being forgotten. We're being, we're being strengthened through those events that are going on. So yeah, yeah. that's just really powerful. Something that always encourages me if I'm going through a, a rough patch that, like this is, this is happening for, for a good reason. There's a purpose. There's a purpose it. before, it, yeah. I don't. Know, I think that makes suffering a lot more manageable. It doesn't exactly, make it yeah. easy, but yeah, for sure. Knowing that that going through that suffering, it uh, it's a purpose. There's mm-hmm. a reason behind. Yeah. God, God's in control of that suffering. For sure. Yeah. Which I mean, like, obviously, we see a lot of people, like celebrities and stuff, who suffer and just can't make it through it. Unfortunately. And I, I always think of like if if I didn't have God and if it, if I didn't know God the way I was and if I didn't believe, how how would I get through some of these suffering in like healthy ways? Because obviously there's purpose behind it. You know that it's it's not just randomly happening. It's not the it's not the universe punishing you. It's it's God teaching you a lesson through through the fact that He can teach you lessons in literally any way. Yeah. So. Or it could even be teaching other people love. Exactly, for sure, yeah. You know, and it, and it's allowing you to build your character. Mm-hmm. So sure. you know, it could be people seeing you suffer can, you can know, help make them. it make it an impact exactly. on, on, Definitely. on them. Definitely, and and, yeah. and them seeing and that's your hard reaction to, see to sometimes suffering, or, yeah, or notice that, but it does. Absolutely. Who's who? Who got the next one? I have chapter six. And I'm right after you. Okay. As long so as you I, don't go overflow into mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't cross the boundary. <laughs> All right, so mine is uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 1 uh, through 3. It says, What shall then, shall we say then? Are we to continue sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Mm. So, you know, I think it's an important thing to realize is that yeah, we're, we're, we're given grace, but I shouldn't abuse it. I shouldn't exactly, just go yeah. out and just do whatever I want. I live by the rules I I see in God's word because I love God and I want to honor him. And also, to the point at the very end of this, I identify with the death of Jesus. Yeah. I'm dying out to myself. I'm yeah. not putting myself in, in first place. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm realizing that the, the desires that I have, the, the wants that I have, they're, they're no comparison to what Christ has to offer. Absolutely. And so the things that I, maybe I want sometimes or the things I think I need, I need to give those over because Christ is really who, who, who I'm living for. I'm living this life now for Christ. Not That doesn't mean I can't be happy. It doesn't mean that God's not going to bless my life and bring good things to me. But when everything's compared to everything else, absolutely, my yeah. life is Jesus's life. Yeah. You know, I, I live for him and that's, that's who I want to pursue. 
so, you know, again, you know, Paul's talking about the grace we have before this chapter. And then he's saying, you know, don't take advantage of the grace. Don't yeah. abuse the grace. You know, you have been given a way to a path forward to be forgiven of your sin and, and to recognize that when you do sin, you can come and receive forgiveness when you ask God. But don't abuse that. Don't, For sure. Don't, don't neglect the gift that God has mm-hmm. given you and, and kind of just toss it to the side or not really value it like you should. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Good. Uh, well, mine's really just right after that verse four. Um, and mine's very simplistic is why, because I had this underlined uh, for just a really simple reason. But to continue on, it kind of finishes out or just continues on that thought with you is we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I have that underlined just because I think, you know, so many people, we want to know that, hey, there's a way for us to live a new life. Yeah. Uh, some some people need that starter. Some people want to get rid of that sin in their life and and to be able to have this new life. And this is yeah. this is saying we too may live a new life by you know we were therefore buried with him, mm-hmm. you know through the baptism into death. And in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of God, through the glory of the Father, because of that and through that we can too have a new life. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's refreshing. My, sure. Mine's very simple. Yeah. But mm. I think that is just an awesome thing to. It's not to simple kinda, at all. I mean, well, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, like, I, mean I'm just I don't have say, a deeper yeah. thing to it. It's yeah. just, it's no, just I mean, it states it plain, and I can't really yeah. go any deeper just than what that is there. because it's very. I mean, it's really powerful to think about that. You know, my life is his. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't, I don't want to say this flippantly because I know there's a lot of people that deal with uh, thoughts of suicide. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you are called to give your life up. Yeah. But you're giving it to him. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people deal with, and I don't want to make light of that at all, but as a Christian, I am called to give my life up. I'm called to surrender everything, my, my hopes, my dreams, my my doubts, everything. I'm, I'm called to lay it all because yeah. I'm no longer living it for myself. I'm exactly. living for, for mm-hmm. Christ now. And so I, I just think that, you know, we we are called to to live to something else. We're we're, we're not our own. I guess yeah, the bigger sure. thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring us home, Doug. Bring us home, Doug. Okay. So you just want me to pick something from these chapters? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't explain this part to me. <laughs> just pick something. I knew we forgot something yeah, before we well, started. <laughs> and it's so true. I left Doug hanging because I, I I meant to send him the script yesterday. Maybe have a conversation today. I, I forgot to send it yesterday, so he got it this morning, and we really haven't had a chance. And he couldn't see it on his phone. But having been in full-time ministry for 20 years, I can, I can <laughs> He's ready. pick up the slack Why don't you quick. just take something in chapter <laughs> chapter 6 or chapter 7? You can have the whole Bible. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go chapter 8, because we, we reserved that for Dan. Okay, Sorry. all right. So actually, I'm going to take the end of chapter 7 here. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> which is Paul talking about his, his own struggles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull back it. Okay, so he says, starting in verse 14, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but the very thing that I hate. Mm. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, 
but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Mm. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do evil, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, and that's really the part I wanted to get to the most, yeah. but um, it's the struggle that every Christian has, yeah. which is a struggle against sin. Yeah. And I think sometimes as Christians, a lot of Christians get very naive and they think, well, I've really reached the point where I'm, I'm a pretty good person. I'm at the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm almost ready to go into, you know, into heaven. Yeah, I'm so good. But, um, I'm a saint. Know, yeah, right. <laughs> but if the Apostle Paul, who yeah, you know, was someone who was far smarter than any of us, yeah. um, far more spiritual than any of us, mm-hmm. if he could admit to struggling Absolutely. with sin and temptation and, and all that, then I think, and this goes back to what I said earlier about being encouraged by other ministers sharing yeah. how they have failed. Mm-hmm. That when we do fail, you know, we should strive not to fail, obviously, yeah. and to put sin away. But we know that it's going to happen. But Absolutely. ultimately, while we struggle with sin in this life, we know we, we await the day when we're going to be in heaven and totally free from its influence. Absolutely. There will no longer be any unpure thoughts or temptations or you know bad feelings or anything. And uh, we await that day when, when that redemption is, is finally uh, you know, consummated, when yeah. we enter into the presence of God. So, yeah, I like that, those passages a lot because um, I struggle. Yeah, you know, and uh, anyone who you know, you go go to First John. Yeah, you know where he says anyone who says they are without sin is a liar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think sometimes as leaders too, we have a tendency to want to hide anything yeah. that we may struggle yeah. with, which increases our burden uh-huh. because the Bible tells us we're supposed to help bear each other's burdens. Exactly. So I really, no, really awesome. like that passage because. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, encouragement. I think it's so important, that, and I'm so glad that he did share that because I think it's so important for us to realize that we're all going to continue to struggle. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. I'm going to need, and it kind of goes with dying out daily, right? Mm-hmm. Because I need to realize that I have to die out daily because I, I will never reach a pinnacle here upon earth. You yeah. know, to, mm-hmm. you know, heaven, it will be that pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, until then, you know, I, I have to be aware. I There are going to be days where I'll struggle. There'll be times where I'll be tempted and things like that. So, um, you know, just, just thinking about that, that we got to continue to help each other. And like you said, bear with each other's burdens because mm-hmm. uh, we're none of us are perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Good stuff. Good, yeah. good stuff. I love how it all kind of tied back to what Doug said about Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, we he, brought the show yeah. <laughs> full circle. He wasn't afraid to. Well, I guess he was afraid, technically, to yeah. to share his, his mm-hmm. failures and stuff. But that's something that we need to do because it's part of why we experience those failures is to, to teach other people about them and to understand why we've been going through them. So Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming Sick. on. Sure. Yeah, thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, this was thanks. Fun. What a good episode. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, if you guys like Star Wars, this was your episode for sure. <laughs> and I, I loved it. So yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks again, Doug, for, for killing it. Uh, especially with your with your Tasmanian devil impersonation. Probably my favorite part. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and watching. Peace. See ya.